0: Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call Life in America Today. Hello, this is Joe Scofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Commander
1: Rob Hansen, Nancy Hansen, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations.
0: not George. Hey, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this Monday's version of Raising Expectations. We're so glad you're here because uh, you're what this program's all about. We want you to be excited about things in your life that uh, you could see change for the better. So we want to be encouraging, positive, look at the things in the world today and give yourselves a chance to think about them as we talk with our I'm going to say, very illustrious group of co hosts. Hello, I'm Joe Schofield. And it's a pleasure to meet you and wonderful to be a part of something with these great people that are my friends. Most of you know them, but I'm just going to say it again. You know, we have Dr. Paul Hall. I have a flash announcement. He's not a retired theologian. In fact, he's still theologuing along quite well. Theologuing, <laughs> didn't that sound great? Look that up. If it's Theology. not a word, Rob, it sounded good, didn't That's it? That's an adjective, isn't it? Yes, it is. He's very I active. Think so. and, uh, Paul, love you, brother. <laughs> Hang in there. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah, okay. And we have uh, Commander Robin Nancy Hansen. He's a retired naval aviator, a Top Gun pilot, and a trainer, protecting our nation. And of course, his wife takes good care of him now. Nancy, we're blessed to have both of them as a part of this team. And uh, then we've got a really good surprise for tonight. We're all we've been talking about this. We're anxious. To share with you tonight. Uh, you all know Stephanie and Craig Thayer. We introduce them every week. Stephanie has a great wellness, health and wellness program. You have to look her up there on our website. Somebody said to me, Joe, how do I find them? Go to the website. Everything's there. Pictures, story, everything, so you'll be able to follow them. But on her website, she helps people to find who they are physically, emotionally, and be excited about to becoming all they can become. And uh, she's helping all of us. I like you used to say. We're all getting in shape. We're going to be in the Olympic team next time they do that. We're going to be in good shape, thanks to her. And, hey, something really cool, huh, guys? Just so you'll know, uh, her son, uh, she and Craig, he is an Eagle Scout. Eagle Scout. And has yeah. that, that is awesome. And then, that is, that, congratulations. That's awesome. Man, that's a lot of work. And what an effort and something to be so proud of all of his life. So we're proud with you and for you. Very, very exciting. And tonight, her husband, uh, Dr. Uh, Craig, sometimes I'm in trouble, we call him Tank. It's a term of endearment, but some of you might say, what did he say? But Tank is going to share tonight with us what we call the Raising Expectations COVID update. Here's the neat thing. Being a trauma surgeon, many people will call in and ask him about uh, what's going on with the COVID situation Uh, And the thing we love to share about him, don't we, guys, that um, the people, the feedback we get are the people that are his patients always share how much they appreciate the love and the care and the understanding he does as a surgeon and as a friend for them. And uh, so, uh, Craig, we're just so excited to have you part of our team. And we're going to go right into this. Uh, We're anxious to see the update of what people have been saying. And uh, then you can flash. Yeah, Rob? I see. Yes, right.
2: I see that hand. <laughs> yeah, just real quick before tank starts, um, I was listening to Doctor Sebastian Gorka, and today he had both Evan Sayet, who was our guest last week, yeah. and Colonel Kurt Schlichter, who was our guest the previous week, on his show. Mm-hmm. And you know they had no more than well, ten minutes. Go. So you know we had both of them on for an entire hour, and I think that. Should tell everybody how impactful our uh, podcast really is. You know, we get these guys that uh, are on these nationally recognized Salem uh, uh, radio shows, but I think that's that says a lot for our podcast, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of good
0: things going out, yeah. folks. Thanks, Rob. I didn't know. Well, that. Yeah, that's now you got me. So. <laughs> and, and then what we do is we bring them in, and then what we do is we put the frosting on the cake with Dr. Craig Spader, right, guys? <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah, we're so blessed to uh, to have him. And the questions you had for Craig, say say it last week. Evan, rather say it last week. Uh, that was an awesome program, folks. If you haven't seen it, go to the website, click on it, and listen to next week's program after you listen to this week's, because uh, we're excited to see what he's going to share with us. Thanks for a great update. there folks. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this before it begins. We are a listener, uh, appreciated and a listener supported, uh, outfit here. And, uh, We've had some wonderful people beginning to share by simply going to the same website to listen. And there's a little button that says donation there and all seriousness, if you can click on there, if you can give 10 or 15 or 20 or most of you're giving $25 a month, it means a lot to us. It's a great blessing and it enables us to continue what we're doing. So I hope you'll do that. And by the way, the, the raising expectation version of uh, legitimate faith is coming out pretty soon that book. So you're going to be excited to hear what a few uh, comments are coming from all the team and uh, what it has to do with your life voices. We ever need a legitimate faith. It's now, that's for sure. So uh, thanks for sharing that, Rob. So, all right, Craig, we, uh, we've been thinking, I've been praying all weekend. I've been thinking about this, watching the news and saying, m- normally when I watch the news, most of the time today, my comment is very simple. It's, it's, it's three words. Are you kidding
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's Dad, we're, we're done. We're done. Yeah,
4: yeah we're doing this.
3: That, yeah. right.
4: so, uh, you know, we're a family here. You guys are like brothers and sisters. So I got to go back there just the for a second. So I <laughs> <laughs> can thinking, Theo Logan, and I'm picturing Paul and in Hudson, And I'm not sure which event he's going to do in the log thing the one where you're in the water, so then the other guy off the log, the <laughs> chopping one where you have to wear the plate metal socks uh, uh. or the pole climbing. I'm not sure which one I'd say,
1: but Paul, what one would you do? Yes, pick one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, I appreciate the people listening and our, our family here. So um, I thought what I would do is go over questions that I get. You know, um, first of all, you're like, why is the trauma surgeon care about this? Um, interesting in medical history, um, HIV broke out in 1981. And it was the first time physicians refused to respond to patients and it took until 1988 when the disabilities act was passed to make it mandatory by law that you could not refuse a patient you're like a firefighter a pilot fire pilot downrange, you've got to respond so um but uh, and then they determined that even if, if a doc was hiv positive and a surgeon that the likelihood of them passing it on was very low so they could still operate. So there were things that evolved with that epidemic that were um, pivotal to, to care. So, you know, I always, when I'm in church and the pastor says, well, you know, Veterans Day, well, the first responders, please stand up. If you serve in the Army, military, whatever, you know, all branches, you know, firefighter, paramedics, all those, i never stand. but And I still wouldn't. I mean, I am I do come running in and open chests and do some whack, wicked stuff to people that save their lives. But and expose myself to all those things for the sake. And that's why I got vaccinated. I don't care if it gives me, you know, some weird chip on my shoulder that the government's following. But um, uh, I'm willing to do it for my patients. So
3: um, I want to say something about that, though. A year ago, actually, today was the first day we were home from a medical mission. We barely left Honduras. And Craig had a funny post that I saw uh, on social media where it was asking if anybody could spare a square of toilet paper. It's a funny <laughs> reference to square, right?
2: We because saw that picture. Yeah, it's
5: okay, point. isn't it
3: funny? There was so nothing, there was nothing <laughs> at the store just a year ago, right? But huh? we didn't know how dangerous it was or wasn't. And so it was really scary for me watching my husband go in and he never ever said, I'm not going to go like you go. And you think, Oh my gosh, we have no idea if this is a nothing or if this is a huge thing. Right. And that's pretty, that's pretty scary for a while. Just not knowing how much you would be exposed or not.
4: Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's an interesting conundrum. So, you know, we like, I think I said last time we do things that we learned from influenza A, which was the Spanish flu as far as distancing, masking, all that's being outdoors, six feet, blah blah, blah. Um, and we use those, and we've increased that with Ebola, with peppers, and all sorts of protective gear, gowns, masks, and um, doing things so less people get exposed. Um, but depression is a huge thing. So there's a balance of when when can we go back and socialize with people? We're made to gather and be, <laughs> in, a, be in a church, right? So. I mean, this is a church we're gathering, but it's not the same, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So mm-hmm. women between the ages of 30 and 44, their suicide is five times higher than it was before. Mm-hmm. And you just see, I mean, the kids, you know, I mean, I remember her comment that the freshmen don't get to go to orientation in high school. And that's when she met some of her closest friends. To this
3: day. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations. We missed three of them in our own family. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably miss another one, the virtual coming up at Cal Poly for his master. So yeah, it's just, it's sad. It's not not the same world right now, which is hard for anyone to digest and process and, and try and be normal and, you know, pivot as they say. But, but what I thought I would do is just start off with like the questions people have asked me. Yeah. Uh, like, for example, we got a vaccine now, um, two, three, actually one was taken four. We had one taken off the market. I'll go over that in a bit i um, not taken off the market, it's held. Um, you know, the problem and the reason is twofold. One is, yes, the vaccine works, all of them. Um, they're safe and effective. But we didn't test, once you've had it, are you contagious to other people? So that's, we're evidence-based, that's our science, right? So we didn't do that. So Israel has stepped up. As a country and it's going to do that first for us. So they've already got 45% of their population vaccinated and the disease is pretty much gone. Mm -hmm. No published data yet, but it's just around the corner. Yeah. So that's why we still wear masks. The other thing that's sometimes confusing to the public is they're like, well, I had COVID, you know, the the virus COVID-19. Well, medical community likes to be very stupidly specific. So Technically, COVID-19 is just the symptoms that occur from the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So the virus is actually, but everybody, including the docs, call it COVID-19. So it's like, okay, if I'm in a scientific community, and I want to be absolutely correct in what I'm going to say and I'm being peer-reviewed when I say it, then mm-hmm. I'll speak that language. But everybody calls COVID-19, COVID-19. So... Um, uh, What else? A lot of conspiracy about the disease and death. Um, You know, it's real. I mean, just call any mortician in any county and ask them, did they get overwhelmed? And they did. Um, uh, Interestingly, um, I read a book. I don't know if I commented on this before, but um, Malcolm Gladwell, sociologist, the London bombings, um, you know, Churchill knew that there was gonna be mass panic. And so he built like four psych hospitals on the perimeter of London. He um, reinforced the infrastructure for emergency care, bunch of stuff, and he was worried that the panic would shut London down, 8 million people in London. And so the sociologists looked back or the psychologists looked back at what happened. The bombings came. No one panicked. They had a stiff upper lip, which is the term they gave the Brits. Yeah. And the reality was there were three groups. You died. So you didn't cause any panic <laughs> or you were a near miss, which was, you know, you knew it, you got hurt. You saw someone die. It was real. So every <laughs> time the alarms and sirens go off after that, you're going to shelter in and do all the things that you've been told to do to save your life and be safe. And then there were the, 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 uh, remote misses. So people would go in and shelter and they may hear noise or see smoke or, but nothing happened. So they come out and they go, well, okay, that didn't seem each time that happened, they got this false sense of security and actually an overly invisible feeling. So they just didn't shelter in it. And I think that's kind of what went on with COVID or sorry, whatever. I'll to call it COVID. So, um, you know, people who didn't see someone die, get sick, be on a ventilator, all that couldn't go visit and then talk to—they were the remote missed, and so they just didn't think it existed. So they would come and just what I call be vir- virally promiscuous. So um, it's kind of like <laughs> you know an STD. Term. Know, people don't disclose where they've been and who they've been with. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then this has been the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been interesting because it kind of <laughs> broke up a co-op or our, our school co-op. We have a Hungarian lady, so very strong, anti-being told anything. Anti-government,
3: here. right. So mm-hmm.
4: controlled by the Russians when she was a kid after the World War II. Mm-hmm. And I mean, taken to a constant, you know, like almost a concentration camp, just a field. Horrible. They were a farmer, a restaurateur. They were just for five years. They lived in and had to hack it. And... Um, and then they got moved back. Never got their stuff back. Eventually, they did get um, a stipend now, because one of the old guys is getting about a thousand a thousand dollars a month. Must be from Russia.
3: Yeah, and payment.
4: For a payment for a lot of losing his farm. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, um, and then again, there's just people that don't. Yeah, that's one of the other questions. Is does does the mask cause brain damage? That's been a legit question, like. What the fibers, or you know, you can't breathe. It's harder to breathe. It is, mm-hmm. There's people who train with mats to make their diaphragms work harder to breathe, just to make them stronger, in whatever sport they're in. So no, it doesn't. So um, the uh, the other the other real real test that it's real and the way it spreads was the Christmas the Christmas tree guy. Did you guys hear about that?
3: So bad.
1: So yeah. it was an
4: employee party, or they're just ignoring I did. I did. things. I did. And he was in an, you know, like you have inflatable things out in your yard that, like, Christmas trees or stand up. Right. Can I mean, you
3: see the T. Rex yeah. at Halloween. You know, he's, he's a real suit, right?
4: Into a so got hospital. A, didn't got he a go in Yes.
3: Yes. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah, I did. So hear he that. didn't
4: know he had it, and he's in this basically aerosolizing machine. He gives it to 45 people in the group, mm. and one of them dies. Got mm. uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it does spread in, in Israel. And um, I'll go over kind of, again, what the new things and the things we've learned. And, Do you want
3: uh, to a comment? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> He'll lecture the whole hour if you don't jump in. Yeah.
4: No, you got <laughs> no, it. No. No, I noticed that we're Rob, man, he took right, his glasses off. I'm like, oh sure. yeah, worried. For a while. For a few minutes. Yeah. For the
5: whole yeah. time. All right.
3: Yeah.
4: This is, yeah. We're a change. Okay. <laughs> The vaccines, and I had a lot of questions about the vaccines themselves. So, you know, old school, they were like a protein or a fat, kind of like things that you do for poison oak where you have a rash from a reaction. And -hmm. then there was um, a a vector of a virus that's been attenuated or made weaker. So you get it like polio, dengue fever, yellow fever. Those are all viruses that were weakened that had antigens on them that would stimulate your immune system to then fight mm. the dengue fever, the polio, and those things. And then the more current ones, which are really interesting, are mRNA. So that's Pfizer and Moderna. And it's got strands just like the virus does that you inject into a muscle and then you get it into your bloodstream and it goes to cells. And then the cells do all the work for your immune system. So it goes into the cytoplasm, not the nucleus, which is the vault of our DNA, mm-hmm. our genes, our chromosomes. So they don't touch those at all. They go into the and use the printer of the cell called a ribosome and make the spike protein from our own cell. So mm-hmm. then those spike proteins then float or get transported to the surface, which um, then are on the surface and your body realizes this is something not good. And so it kills that cell so that it, it's it is used as a chemotherapy now pretty amazing they use it to they use the cells from your tumor so they'll biopsy it and then put them on a culture and then find out what proteins on that um will be useful and then they, they inject those back into your body and then your immune system sends your t killer cells and your macrophages and it beats the snot out of the cancer so like yeah so it's kind of cool but um and that's what this does. So it, it basically, but it gives you an immunity now to the virus. And the, the nice thing is the three other strains that are out there, the UK, the South African and the South, um, South American all have the spike protein on them. So as long as they got the spike protein, all these vaccines are gonna work. Wow. So yeah.
5: Um, which one would you
4: recommend? Of the uh, of three, the three. So do you want to get poked once or twice?
5: Not at all. You don't want to get poked at all. Yeah. Seriously, right. I don't. You know, I have yeah. allergies. I'm allergic to cough medicine. So, oh, and, and then cough then there's another medicine. I'm allergic
2: to right. country music. Yeah, shut, sure,
5: shut, I'm sorry. Come on. <laughs> Jeez, dude, that's so weird, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> cough I, I know to see. coughing is involved with the COVID and everything, and I haven't had it, the COVID. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering if I'm even, you know, if I even should do it but you know i want to be able to travel again yeah you know and i i want to go for the least amount that i have to have if i have to do it yeah i'm kind of waiting for herd immunity so everybody is healthy Mm -hmm. and then i won't get sick but yeah i don't know uh, tell me tell me what you think i mean i am allergic to like robitussin nyquil i mean would this affect that at all any of that because so, i know you, you need
4: to be allergic to the, you need to be allergic to what's in it so you need to be allergic to
5: hydrobramide
4: so, dextromethorphine i think you're okay there there's acetate in the uh, Moderna, and there's a bunch of kind of fatty acids in the in the pfizer and then the johnson and johnson johnson and johnson's a little different they um they use a virus that has the the mrna in it that then produces the spike protein so they cheat they just use a virus that it's a similar adenovirus or coronavirus corona has a spike protein on it um so they just use a virus that's not not going to make you sick but it'll make you produce the spike protein and then you, you're immune so, so
1: which so, one, would that's a one shooter
5: for me
4: that's a one shot but there's another so alternative I'll get I'll get to that in a bit
3: because you asking. may be able to take something
4: that prevents you from getting it if you're if you know you're gonna go into a high level of exposure and you took this you'd be okay mm, a certain percent of the, high percent of the time okay, I'll which go over. One? that's the monoclonal antibody so and I'll go over that that's the the okay. latest and greatest stuff that I'll go over in a bit
3: so okay. Well, and, and Nancy, just so you know, we both have had Pfizer. So sort of it's like, if you want it, take what you can get.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, just
2: wondering about uh,
5: my uh, allergies, but I didn't know if any of that would affect it because I know, you know. Yeah. I,
2: and, and
5: I, I and can't I, even take uh, cough medicine. Yeah, so and you know. I
2: think a lot of people in, in our listening audience are probably confused over which of the three uh uh pharmaceutical companies are
4: gonna protect them the most and I have no idea. So that's a good question. So uh Pfizer and Moderna you need the evidence is you have to take two doses. Um, mm-hmm. one's twenty one days apart, the other one's fourteen. Mm-hmm. And if if you take Pfizer only once it's about eighty percent effective. Twice it's you know ninety five ish. So, in mm-hmm. Moderna is about the same. So, um, Johnson and Johnson, they recommend only one dose, and you're eighty percent okay. But you're a hundred percent not going to die. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's American data. That was like forty-four thousand Americans were used in that study. Um, okay, vaccine. If they got one dose of the vaccine, it's only eighty percent effective. But yeah, you're that's have really a low, good
5: because more symptoms and less. Data. That uh, yeah. uh, Johnson and Johnson
4: is sixty six percent, and I was like, eh, right. I sorry, can't can't say say it's sixty six percent for overall symptoms. okay, okay. It's higher okay. for you know, later and all that stuff being super. Strong, oh, so, okay, yeah. okay. So, right. uh, so, Jake, you're, so you're that's why they say that, uh, the
2: Johnson and Johnson shot will
4: be better than the other ones that require two shots." No, not really. See, so that's the problem. You can't really compare the two because it's – so it depends on what you want to do. If you just don't want to die, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that's well, great. <laughs> but if you, want to, if you want to sit on a breathing machine and stare at the walls and the nurses, then the other two are better.
5: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: It depends on what okay. you want to do.
4: Yeah. yeah.
2: And, and I if think – If you're going to go into an area
4: that's really ugly, Yeah, take the new monoclonal antibody and you should be okay. Yeah. Okay,
2: and, and again, I think a lot of the listening audience needs to understand, um, and I think a lot of them probably are confused over uh, which of the uh, shots they should take uh, to keep them from getting the coronavirus.
5: And I don't I don't think they actually have a choice when you sign up to go. Right. It's whatever they have. And mm-hmm. what if they wanted the two shots and all they have is a Johnson & Johnson – I mean, how does, how does that work? How does that work? You know, can oh, go,
4: they have to okay, so like you said? Yeah. You sign up at CVS or Rite Aid and you show up mm-hmm. and your appointment, and it's what they got that day. They'll tell you, you're getting mm-hmm. the Pfizer today, and then 21 days, you need to come back. And we'll make yeah, that appointment and, and for you. People have no say in which
2: vaccine no. they will. Get right.
5: And, and okay, here's another question. I'm sorry everybody. After this we'll, we'll <laughs> shut up. Um, if I if I would get go and get just randomly get a Johnson and Johnson, one shot, could I go back and get a Moderna or a Pfizer shot? Or is that <laughs> not cool? Makes
4: sense. And well, that well that's that's a good question. So we had a lot of nurses that had gotten COVID. And the recommendation is to still get vaccinated. So that being said, we don't have any evidence about double immunization or any of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I think right now the biggest talk early was when we've done evidence for two doses, we don't want to try and immunize as much as we can, many people as we can, and just Mm -hmm. go with one. Well, that's not the evidence that we have. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not as good. It's better if we do it. Let's just get these people protected completely. And then go from there. So, so I think until we are have an abundance of vaccination material, we're stuck with it, whatever it is, just to get us mm-hmm. it there. Well, a, this is an emergency. So, I mean, that's the other thing. So people don't realize, the, the I'm not going to get political, but the administration that was in place when this started in March of last year, mm-hmm. did the right thing and got the FDA to follow the emergency acts. Mm-hmm. And bypass the third stage or third phase of the FDA, which is the longest and the most expensive.
3: So it takes five to 10 the years. First
4: is you got to make sure it doesn't kill people or harm them. That's safety. Mm-hmm.
3: And they did the that. Second is
4: efficacy, they did that. which they did really quickly, and it works. The other parts, all this political garbage money last... cost yeah. that takes mm-hmm. two, three, four years, I, I... gone. So that's why we have a vaccine. And and
3: I wanted to say, you said something, Nancy, that I think is very true. You know, theoretically, we need to get to a herd level, which is 70 percentish or more. That's either going to come from sickness, immunization Mm -hmm. or combination. Right. Yeah. Right.
5: Yeah. Right. And uh, I'm just thinking, you know, if I want to go in there and I want to get like two vaccines, I'm. Like really immunized, and then they've got the Johnson and Johnson. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can't go back later and get another shot to like beef it up a bit. You know what I? Do you understand what I'm saying?
4: No. And here's the other data we don't have. We do not know how long it lasts Mm -hmm. because it only started in you know, you know, Yeah. Well,
3: you got immunization. The
4: first trials are probably Marchish to. Mm -hmm. April. So I mean, we barely have a year's data. I know that they've said Moderna was mainly U.S. It was only U.S. tested. And so I don't know if you guys know this, but a very great Christian stepped up because it was made at Vanderbilt and said, how much does it take to get this done? And he said a million bucks. And this person named Dolly Parton A million bucks to get it done. I've heard that name.
3: Maybe you do like country. (laughs) No, everybody loves Dolly.
4: Well, yeah. That's
3: true. Yeah.
4: Well, she's singing Christian music right now. She's like a. And she has a drummer, Rob. She's
0: got a percussionist. She's got a drummer in her band. Just wanted you to know that. She never asked me to join her band. Oh, who'd have so.
3: thought?
0: Yeah, who'd have thought?
3: Okay, I'm off to
5: scouts. Think,
4: keep yeah, Nolly's actually uh, me alive. Track. Oh no.
5: Hi, Jeff.
4: Hi, like like Yeah, that's gonna be great. I pulled his glasses off. I okay, get nervous.
5: Back and let uh, Dr. Oh, Joe Paul. and Paul. Dr. Paul, oh, Dr.
0: Paul, and Dr. Craig's. And yeah, Dr. Craig. Paul, mm-hmm. Paul got a shot. Paul Telma. Uh, it was interesting. We were sharing about that this week. That was interesting. I did have a shot. Yeah, I took the shot uh, two weeks ago.
1: I, I, I the second one's coming up in another. Uh, Which one? couple weeks. Yeah. I'm not I'm sure. Not. Yeah, I, I, I would have to look. I know yeah. it's, the, yeah. it's the longer period between the first and the second shot. That's the one I got.
4: Um,
1: I'm
4: sorry. How many days? Uh, Twenty. How many days period? 21. 21, so you probably got Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, I
1: have a question for you, Tank, and, and it, we, you may have already said this, but does the shot, when, when you get when you get the vaccination, whichever, does that provide immunity? Does it provide? Yes. Okay. So, yeah. you, are, you are making So, immunity. I mean, it takes
4: time. Okay. So, your immune system, I mean, it's, you know, we used to look at clotting as being one of the most complex systems, right? So, and actually, it's been used by most um, theologic people as um, proof that evolution couldn't have occurred because it's too complex to have happened. When, if we would have evolved from molecules to proteins to cells to or- organs to, and we became pressurized, a tubular system that carries all of our nutrients and oxygen. So you want tubing that and the fluid to be a certain viscosity and the tubes to, you know, leak enough to get stuff into the cells, but not leak so much that you bleed to death. So it's like this balance of your, well, the immune system is like, we've just discovered stuff that's just so crazy. So there's this inflammatory side, like for cirrhosis and psoriasis and Crohn's disease and uh, lupus and... Uh, autoimmune arthritis, those things are inflammatory. So there are chemicals like histamines and leukoc- a bunch of stuff that just irritates that tissue, your joint, your heart, your whole system for lupus. Um, and then there's part of our immune system that destroys things. So like cancers, whether they're skin, lung, brain, breast, whatever. And so there's a balance that you have to have like the scale for justice right so um the monoclonal antibodies which you see on tv now the MABS, are the ones that can balance either way so you see stuff for crohn's and for psoriasis and arthritis and then you see some for melanoma now that's the only thing we've come out that our own immune system like kills it like um it creates antibodies that then bind to that cell that then send out this alert, destroy, destroy, destroy. Mm-hmm. And these T killer cells come in and just eat along with macrophages that then clean it up. Uh-huh. These tumors up, and they're gone,
2: mm-hmm.
4: which is amazing. Cause I had a good friend who had a melanoma on his scalp, young guy, three kids. Um, and he got melanoma. He had the surgery, uh and then he had a dream and it was just lak and he called me up because he knows a doc and i go i'll look it up and i look it up and it's the first very first studies in monoclonal antibodies that kill tumors and i go he had a ct scan coming up that he was worried about i go i don't like what i see because what i'm seeing is um you're going to have disease, but we've got treatment for it, and I don't like that. I'd rather you not have disease. And sure enough, he had disease, bunch of tumor all over his lungs, and he went on the monoclonals. and It's all gone. So, mm. so our immune system's are crazy. So again, you'll get those those whether it's the actual mRNA that then goes into the cell that then creates the spike protein through its through its copy machine, mm. or for Johnson and Johnson, it's a virus that has in its own system that mRNA that makes the spike protein. Same thing, it's just that now it's in a virus. So, um, yeah, so uh, the immune system incredible.
1: I guess we are fearfully and wonderfully made, aren't we? I guess. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's just it. I mean, it's well, like Dr.
2: Hall. Yeah.
1: I, have an, I have another, yeah. I have another question. The Gallup poll came out, Tank. and in, in, uh, the Gallup poll said that 49% of the frontline health workers are not getting the vaccine. Is that consistent with what you're hearing?
4: Yeah, no. I, You know, I don't, even the folks that, so if you've, it's almost diagnostic. If you've had COVID and didn't know it, you get a little, it's not a side effect. It's actually your own immune system working. Like you said, do you get immune? Your first antibodies are these giant molecules called IgM, you know, globulin. And they do the work. And then that occurs in the first week. And then that starts to fade. And then the IgG goes up. And there are tests out there for you to stick your finger and see if you have those antibodies. Um, a lot of dentists are using them for their staff to keep them you know, tested and know if they're okay. But, um, yeah. So that, and that stuff doesn't make you you maybe just get tired or, you know, you mm-hmm. ache. Um, you may get some of the symptoms GI-wise, uh, headaches. So, but that's your system working. And I, I'm like, my first one, my shoulder was a little sore, but that's probably just mechanically from putting some form of material in my, my shoulder. And then the next time I had like nothing. So I wasn't even sore. So I'm like, yeah. did my immune system work?
1: I, I <laughs> Am had, I okay? I had no effects whatsoever. No soreness, nothing. Yeah. Everything
4: went really fine. Um, yeah. So in the second dose, maybe for most people, it's a little worse because, again, your body now has an immunity to it. So when you get mm-hmm. it, you may just, you know, maybe a flow grade fever or again, like you just don't you want to take a nap or something. Or mm-hmm. So that's, that's fine. But if you've had COVID and you get the first shot, you know, it. you feel like horrible. Okay. It's to, the, to the point where you just feel like you need to take the day off. So it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty rough. But, okay. but <laughs> we do that because we don't know if we're going to be immune. By getting it down the road. So and we don't know how long our immunity is with the vaccines. So
1: mm-hmm.
4: well, you watching the science real time, which is you know, frustrating because you want answers, but we're publishing and peer reviewing as fast as we can.
1: Okay, Craig. Nice. Oh,
5: I'm, I'm sorry. Real right. quick, just a really quick one. Yeah. If you've already had COVID, is it okay to have both shots or do you go to one shot because I know a lot of people that have had it, and I'm just wondering, you know, I've heard different things about, oh, only get one shot because you already have antibodies. Or should you have two shots and uh, then they- get yeah, the, the, see,
4: yeah, the the big powers would we'll say you still need two, because that's the evidence, right? We don't know what it is to get long-term immunity from one and having COVID. We don't, we don't have any data that shows what the, we will, but it's, it's down the road. I'm
1: sorry, Paul, go ahead. No, I, was, I, I just heard a curious blurb on the news this morning about the EU um, yes. taking some of the vaccines, uh, put, putting them on hold, I guess is what they're doing. Yeah. What, what's what's the thinking behind that?
4: So, so that's uh, six countries uh, in the EU. That was uh, Denmark, Norway, Iceland, Bulgaria, Ireland, and uh in the Netherlands. And it's the Terminate AstraZeneca. It's the AstraZeneca. And what they saw was it lowers your platelet count. So you have, you have several things that make you clot. So the first thing is you get a hole in the tube. And kind of like a mason, they put up, if you're going to do a brick wall, you put up chicken wire. Mm-hmm. That's what your platelets are. The platelets are just this, they're non-cellular. There's no nucleus to them there's no it's not a real cell it's just this almost like a virus but it's just the coating of the virus that mm-hmm. floats around and so it just kind of sticks and sets up a, a chicken wire at, at the hole mm-hmm. and then after that comes all the clotting proteins that then plug the hole and then there's other proteins that start to lyse that clot so there's this balance of formation and degradation and you, ne- you don't want any of those out of balance And so when you take aspirin or Plavix or some of the other anti platelet drugs, um, that's why we give that for heart attack because you've you've just clotted off an artery in your heart and part of your heart's not getting that blood. So within the first hour, you take an aspirin. I don't care. Take an aspirin because it increases your survival dramatically. And that's one of the things they measure at every hospital in the United States Mm -hmm. is did you get that aspirin? within the first hour and they grade you on that and you will not be following the cardiac guidelines of, of humanity in America if you don't get that or your failure rates high. So um, yeah, so it it just takes away the playhouse. So it stops. You don't clot as fast. You still clot.
1: So if you're taking blood thinners, as I am having had a heart attack six years ago, if you're taking blood thinners, does that have an effect? The vaccine have an effect if you're, if you're,
4: Taking the thinners? Well, it depends on what kind of blood thinner you're on. So old school, it was warfarin, which is rat poisoning. Okay. Um, I hate people saying that. Sorry. If you're taking it, you're fine. I'm
1: not not on the right. But
4: it's monitored. What's that?
1: I said I'm not doing the rat poisoning thing so far.
4: Yeah, yeah. Come on, Dr. Well, it's labor intense. It's it's, it's labor intense. It's actually the, the drug that has the most adverse drug reactions. Because people eat something, or they add a medication like an antibiotic, and so it throws your liver off because it metabolizes it, and you get way out of control and too thin, right? And so, um, so you gotta have it monitored and know that's okay, and um, that's a pain. You, you can't really travel that well if you're out of balance, right? So, and they do have these finger things, but not not as accurate. Um, and then there's Eliquis, uh, Raxaban, Axaban. There's, there's several others that just inhibit some of the factors from working. Mm-hmm. They take longer to go away, and, and they kick in right away. So warfarin takes like three days to begin, and the others are right away. So I have patients that I take out a gigantic lipoma, and, I, and they're on it. So I take them off four or five days ahead of time, mm-hmm. operate, do will bleed, and I've had like a cardiologist see them for atrial fibrillation and they put them on one of these things and they fill that pocket up with blood that's awesome <laughs> so because it just does kick in right away I can start cumin right after the surgery but I have to wait 72 hours for the mm-hmm. other ones
2: okay now tank um we've been taking let's see a, a buttload of vitamin c Vitamin D three, zinc, magnesium, Magnesium. calcium, and more zinc, and along with our multivitamins, multivitamins, and all that. And again, maybe both of us have a very strong immune system
5: compared to others. We haven't, and we haven't contracted
2: it. We've been, you know,
5: around people, around a lot of people over the past
2: year, right? And we've never picked up anything.
5: Things right, yeah, right or so
4: just the, the, the time the COVID, yeah, the COVID cocktail. So, so when I have these the other questions, so people call me, okay, I got COVID, what, what can I expect? And this is the key. So, I send them this 18 day uh, uh schedule of what they can expect first day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day. 50% of people have symptoms, so you should be although. 100% is like at 12 days, um, mm-hmm. so there can be people long. But anyway, what happens is um, your lungs get stiffer because this virus attacks the membranes of your lungs and then make them swollen. Mm-hmm. And it's just harder, mechanically harder to breathe. Mm-hmm. The oxygen still early on is passing just fine. So when they get up to walk, their heart rate shoots up just like you're sprinting, and but you're just standing there. And so I tell them buy a pulse ox because then you can tell your stats above 90 and you're fine. And it's mentally reassuring to them. So, And then you know about the fifth or sixth, seventh day, your symptoms are going to peak and you're going to start to get better. If you don't and now you get into respiratory problems and you get a pneumonia, then you're admitted and you're going to be put on um, this cocktail. So this is not like pulmonary edema of being given too much fluid or your heart's not pumping right, so the fluid backs up in your lungs. Mm -hmm. This is like a high-altitude pulmonary edema where you take decadron, so we give decadron. Mm -hmm. We give uh, gentle diuretics. Vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc are key. They've been shown to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, We tried the chloroquines doesn't work it's used still for lupus you know they took quinine off the market because mm-hmm. it gave people arrhythmias and they died from funky heart rates and stuff and mm-hmm. then uh they increased that dose like four or five fold they started to kill people because they were had heart you know they had heart problems so mm-hmm. they only if you're going to try it recommend that you're on a monitored bed so if you've gotten a hold of some chloroquine and if you're smart and you go to a third world country and suddenly you feel sick and you start taking that, Mm -hmm. that may not be, it doesn't work. So don't, don't even do it. Um, and then, uh, two antibiotics, one's like doxy. So it's this weird broad spectrum that covers all the really wackadoo parasites and everything else. And then, uh, a cephalosporin, which is usually a And then, um, they put you on uh, a map. It's from desivir. So we antiviral. an antiviral, um, not, not a map, but, uh, so uh, remdesivir, and that's that's completely changed the death rate from, we had a big peak in July. That was nothing compared to the one we just had in December, uh, and that was for Thanksgiving. Thank you for giving COVID to me. And um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody was done sheltering, right? So they they did, and the, the, we had. Think, did you get it? No, I, not, so I, I've never gotten it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why. I just like I'm like all um, Gibson and we were soldiers just walking through the field and the bullets are just hurling <laughs> okay. behind me. Right. I, right. I was in a room with with a with a completely COVID patient that needed a line put in her subclavian vein and she's coughing and you know, I'm masked up. I'm not in a paper mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. I've got a face mask on and you know, I get to throw a sheet thing over her for the sterile dressing and stuff, so that kinda mm-hmm. keeps it away. But yeah, she, like, died four hours later. So Aww. that was a pretty expensive yeah. exposure. So. Oh, yeah.
2: Hey, Tank. So, yeah, I've uh, been lucky. One of the things I've been looking at over the past year um, is how uh, the regular flu hasn't really been reported. And there are statistics uh, over the past few years that the regular flu uh, has you know killed roughly the same amount of people, despite what the media tells us that the COVID uh, flu has has done, and so you know yeah. many people just don't know what to believe, and and I'm thinking that is is COVID nineteen just another strain of flu that um, people don't really need to be afraid of despite the fact that, you know, everybody's wearing a mask and we've shut everything down in the country for the last year. Um, And that's what worries me the most. I I just worry that um, people have been, I don't know, duped uh, to believe that the uh, COVID virus is something that – they shouldn't worry as much about it as they should, because it's got a
4: 99% recovery rate. Yeah, it's not, no, it's not that, it, actually, yeah, no, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's not that good, yeah, I mean, when you, the, the key early on was to reduce the curve, because if we run out of ventilators, mm-hmm. people are, it, there's going to be death panels, you have to choose somehow mm-hmm. who's not going to get put on a, and that was going on in New York. And if you looked at the docs that were posting from the ER, they were freaked. I mean, there, there were bodies piling up at the morgue, you know, unless it, back to Spanish flu, yeah, 40% mortality. So, but there were reasons for that because we weren't doing certain things then. And now we do. And that totally re- reduces the flu. That's why the flu is not existent because we're masking and distancing and we're doing all the things that we learned in mm-hmm. 1918. So, mm-hmm so it's not been a big problem you know and the flu is weird and I, god i hope this, this one's not like that because it's morphed into about over 110 different viruses so mm-hmm. this, you know some somebody sits there and chooses the probability of the highest 23 there to think they're going to be or if you get the super vax i think it's 36 different strains of the flu mm-hmm. you know they're just they're gambling on what they think it's going to be so luckily so far this thing's got four strains, but they mm. all have the same spike protein. So we're okay so far, but if one morphs into, I mean, the new ones are more contagious they're 50% more contagious, but mm. y- there's not a change in the death rate or the, yeah. But I, what I was saying is from July to December, we from all that cocktail, we we learned how prone people, lay on their stomach, doing all these things. There were only there were um, two thirds of the deaths of what we had from the first blip. So Mm -hmm. we've definitely learned how to take care of it. And now the latest and greatest are omega-3s, no published data. So you were talking about vitamins and supplements Mm -hmm. may um, uh, decrease your death rate. It doesn't increase you getting it or the fact that you may get sick enough to be on a ventilator, but it keeps you from dying. Uh, Early study of a small number of people, and then there's the monoclonal antibody, which is BAM LANIVAB MAB, and it's got a 72% reduction of COVID-19. So they took this this assisted living places and mm-hmm. they, they looked at the really mm-hmm. high risk that they needed to prevent COVID. And um, you know, none of those people got sick, you know, and the staff members didn't get sick. So it works at preventing people. And the way it works is that monoclonal antibody goes to your nose and your sinuses and it's the defense keeps the virus from getting in. So so there's hope. So that's what I'm saying with Nancy, if you're traveling or you know you're gonna go to a country that has a high incidence or spike, you know, Mm -hmm. then you can be taking this stuff. I think it's a one dose thing. That Mm -hmm. lasts for, you know, at least a few weeks or forever when they're exposed. Mm -hmm. Is this a
5: nasal thing or is it a nasal? No, it's a,
4: I, I'm not sure how they administer it. I bet you it's a shot.
5: Oh, okay.
4: It's like, I, yeah, it's just like, I'm sure it's IV, something that they administer IV, okay. and this one time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we, one, go ahead, Nancy. We one got, more I,
0: thing. One
5: more thing. Uh, um, <laughs> are we going to have to get booster shots for this every year, in yes. your opinion? Don't know. What do you take? don't
4: know i hope not god i pray please no
1: yeah
4: <laughs> i hate needles i don't you guys I'm a, I'm a surgeon i can cut anybody i can stab them with a needle mm. sorry probably stabbing <laughs> somebody but um
2: well, we can but, I I,
4: the but when it comes to me i'm like you know and i i turned a certain age and I, I needed to get just a whole panel of stuff and i literally showed up i made a mistake of showing up to the lab because it was just before 5 in my scrubs with my badge dangling over my left elbow space where they stick the needle so they can see I'm a doc. And this lovely person comes out, says, oh, I'm a student. Yesterday I I got 24 out of 26, and today I'm not doing so well. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to be in the Marshall newsletter, passing out and pissing on myself. So, um, (laughs) Look, there's a oh, picture of him right there. His scrubs are all oh, wet. Uh, yeah. So anyway, great. there were like eight vials. I go, that wasn't a lab draw. That was like a blood donation. <laughs> <laughs> but she got through it. I coached her yeah, through it. These so. like ER, uh, season 20 yeah. <laughs> or something.
0: Well, we've got three minutes left, folks, and we are going to have to uh, kind of circle out of here. But uh, we had somebody text in and uh, made the comment that's kind of important. This has really been good. Every four to five weeks, you know, uh, by the grace of God, we're going to have Tank bring back the latest things that are going on for COVID for you. So mm-hmm. expectations will have a running dialogue for you from mm-hmm. what we think is one of the greatest godly men and great surgeons you could ever know. So uh, we're anxious to uh, have you check in. If you've got a question, Go to our website and write it in. There's a place you can write a question in. And uh, if, uh, you know, we'll get that question, we'll make sure that we're able to address that with you. Here is the website. I forget to do that sometimes. Ready for this. Here it goes. BBSradio.com. BBSradio.com forward slash capital R, raising capital E, expectations, repeat, bbsradio.com forward slash Mm -hmm. raising expectations with those words capitalized. We'll get all the info. You'll read more about what we're doing. uh, If you had a question, so I did. So go ahead and check that and get back and and, uh, let Craig know, Dr. Thayer, how much you appreciate Craig. That was awesome. That was really good. So Thanks. much good information. There's yeah. going to be an avalanche tomorrow. I'm going to answer and te- text all day long from people for you. And uh, we'll uh, go ahead. And uh, Rob and Nancy, love and appreciate you. Paul, where are you, Dr. Hall? There you are. There, we'll there, there to- he is. We'll look forward to hearing about what happens tonight with all the kids. Out there. Uh, like your son, what a great guy, Eagle Scout. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and that's you. awesome. Uh, so, Thank you. Yeah. Oh. That's so, uh, just an off. amazing
4: accomplishment. That's you
2: should
0: it. go to the Naval
4: Academy, of course. Yeah, wow. I know. Tell Rob. Hey, I want to study business, you may be making the next rocket stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, that will work,
4: too.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we'll have to sign off. We wanted to take every minute. Didn't want to stop. It was so good. We'll be on the schedule with Dr. Craig coming up for you, and he'll be sharing with you. And we'll all be back with you next week. I'll tell you about it next week. And you'll read about it on all the social media. So uh, God bless you and keep you. And uh, do what the doctor said. Just what the doctor ordered. Take good care of yourself. And may he place his shield of protection over you. And may you live your life for him each and every day. Because, boy, will he ever raise your expectations when you look to him. Thanks so much. Goodbye, folks. We'll see you next week. And thanks. All right, to- Dr. Joe. Thank you. We love you guys. Love you guys. Love you, next week. Love you guys. let this again. Absolutely. Love you guys. Feeling. All right. Love you, too. Friends. Thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom... It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556. Or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.